Everybody, welcome into Urban Meyer's Pint House, Southern O. This is the Letterman Row weekend kickoff, the first all-time. The guy who runs the place, he'll be here in a little bit, but for now you'll have to do with us. You guys know the legends down here. A.J. Hawk, Anthony Schlegel, Cardale Jones. And now, we didn't time it this way, but we did bring back Big Ten football yesterday, so You're we had welcome. something to talk about. It was just, they were waiting for us so that we could get the weekend kickoff going. Mission, mission accomplished, Legs. Mission accomplished. Yeah, it's, uh, we had the general, the general from the Pat McAfee show, Bobby Carpenter, doing his thing on the Twitter machine, getting everybody juiced out of their mind to uh, get football back. Are, are we just going to talk about it right now? You just want me to go into well, a whole spiel? I, mean, I, I can't, I can I can't slow you down anyway. No, so. you can't slow me down. Put a put, uh, you know, silver bullet in front of me, and uh, I probably would. But that being <laughs> said, you know, it's just great to have um, – college football back in the Big Ten. It's great to have Ohio State back because they have an opportunity to go win a national championship. And again, when people go to Ohio State, just like A.J. and A.J. could touch on why he returned his senior year. He could have played in the NFL as a junior. But they have a special opportunity to go out, not only win the Big Ten, but win the college football playoff. For them to have that opportunity is critical. And there's a lot of key people that played a role in that, specifically the players, right? Hats off to our players, O.H., Hello. They did a phenomenal job, man. You guys got to you guys got to witness uh, leadership in action. I'm gonna let these guys speak because I got I, I could talk all day because that's what I do from six to nine every single morning. And AJ has his own podcast, attacking and dominant uh, YouTube. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, YouTube is a thing. I don't know if any of you people have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's called YouTube. Schlegel is a bit behind the times, but yeah, I think when it comes to the Big Ten coming back, look at like what the Pac-12 is doing. Do you see anybody really fighting for the Pac-12? Sorry about that. I think you're good. I don't know who I'm close to. Too much juice. That's Schlegs. They need Schlegs. I'm sorry. Like the Pac-12 I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, like I'll try to simmer my, my juice meter down. I told them, we, uh, Bobby Carpenter and I started a company called Solutions for Institutions. Didn't know if you guys knew that. So we're just waiting on the call for the Pac-12 because if they want to reinstate by October 24th, boom, we're ready to go. We have a plan. We have a whiteboard. What do you mean? What are you going to do for them? I'm just going to tell them how to do it. Tell them how to get football back? Yeah. So tell us then. Let us know. Well, first off, first off, hey, guess what? You have to have a high GSF, okay? GSF is give a it factor, okay? Put an SH in there. That's what GSF means. First off, you have to have a high GSF for playing football. Two, you had the uh, Larry, what's his name? Larry Scott? Larry Scott. Larry Scott. Hey, guess what, Larry? Pick up the phone and call your governor and say, hey, are we allowed to play football? They're playing NFL football, but we thought we couldn't. But can we? Oh, you can? Instead of doing it through the media, I just get up the phone and call them. Not Zoom them, pick up the phone, dial it, call them up. Oh, yeah, you can play. Great. There's one state down. Hey, Oregon, can we play? Yeah, we got some wildfires going on. Let's handle that first. I understand we have some problems. Then let's look about best practices. Oh, we have the NFL. We have the NHL. We have this the MLB. You, you did this. We have all these people that are already playing. What are you guys doing? Oh, we could probably do that, too. Poof, David Copperfield, you got football. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah. What would your plan be, Cardell? 12 honestly, gauge? Honestly, you got to involve the players like Ohio State did. You had a guy like a Justin Fields and some of the main guys who are a huge factor to the university and to the football program get out on the head of this thing when they were talking about postponing before they even canceled the season. Yeah. So you need some of them top guys from the USC's, the Oregon's, to, to get out and express how important it is, not just to, to them, but their university, their communities. I want to make sure that we thank our partners tonight, Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Uh, the fact that we have Big Ten football now, it's a big deal. So as college football fans, we love the fall. But we know fall means cold weather will be here soon. Oh, I love it. Is your furnace ready? Is your furnace ready, Schlegs? Uh, my furnace is ready. And I also today wore a flannel for the first time. So that was a big-time deal. I worked out in a flannel and Carhartts. It was beautiful. All right. Well, if you need a quick fix or you need a whole new system, Columbus Worthington Air is your factory-authorized Bryant heating and cooling dealer. They'll do whatever it takes to make sure your system is up to the task. You can rely on Columbus Worthington Air to provide exceptional service. Make sure you and your family stay comfortable all winter long. Be sure to schedule your appointment at CWAohio.com. Bryant and Columbus Worthington air doing whatever it takes this is the whatever it takes pregame show and aj i mean is that what schlegs was always like the first time you met him <laughs> yeah he was just uh maybe 55 pounds heavier when i met him when he was visiting from uh, the air force academy and bobby carpenter and myself hosted him on his official <laughs> visit there you go that's, air right. Force time that's right air force <laughs> yes schlegs off we go you can definitely count on lobby. you to bring the juice that's yeah. why your, your morning show is that's called, called morning juice. Morning juice, yes, well, because that's what Schlegel does. So it's been, uh, yeah, I don't know how, how many years have, I know, have we known each other now? 2017 years. 17 years, yeah, and Schlegel's 
is the exact same okay. guy mentally that he was then. And one of the best people on the planet. I say all the time, Schlegs and his wife are two of the best people I've ever met in my life. So yeah. it's a great thing. You tell them the story about like our official visit. You don't have to go into the nitty-gritty details. <laughs> what about us? Which part? <laughs> Just the funny stuff. <laughs> I mean, anybody knows Schlegel's a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. And when he first got to Ohio State, uh, he was with his wife at the time, but they got married shortly after you, your official visit. Trust had to call her. <laughs> yes, so you he got, did. You yeah, had to get permission back to, then, right? You had yeah. to expedite this process. Now. <laughs> but we had to host – Bobby and I, we didn't have to. We got the opportunity to host this guy when he came in from the Air Force Academy. It was like a Tuesday night, too. It was a weird – it wasn't a normal weekend visit. And we said we said to Anthony, so like, uh, you like to drink? He's like, oh, a little bit, a little bit. And throughout the night – Everyone had a good time. I think Schlegel might have had the greatest time of all of us. And I think the next day, was it D'Antonio that came into your room? Yeah, Dino. Coach D'Antonio came in, woke him up, got him going, showed him the campus. He was, he was sold. You were all, all in, right? I was, was it, all in. Before that visit, did you have any uh, like trepidation about coming to Ohio State? Did that stamp it like, hey, this is my spot? I didn't know anything about the great state of Ohio. I'm originally from Texas where we lift weights and kill pigs and play football, and it was amazing. But you have overcast – Weather, it's miserable, but you got great football and you got big deer and I got dudes like you guys I got to play with. I was like, all right, I'm sold. Let's go. That's it. Boom. It's a match it's made beautiful. in heaven. Perfect. I mean, we got these two linebackers here, Cardale, but you referenced Justin Fields, man, and, and the effort that he gave to push, you know, to get back in a petition. You've been in the shoes, the pressure that you feel as a starting quarterback at Ohio State. What have you thought? Uh, of the way Justin Fields has handled this and the fact that we're all going to get to watch him play at Ohio State for one more year. I mean, it's unreal how the way he just took a hold of this thing, him and Coach Day, and jumped out in front of the, everything and tried to make sure they was having a season before, you know, they even released the uh, cancellation of the um, uh, out-of-conference games. Right. Um, it just speaks to what type of leader he is. You want that type of guy demanding and commanding the offense. A guy that's not going to be scared to get out of front of something and take the bullet if things ain't going well because you want to look to him when things ain't going well and you know he's going to get it back on track. And he's proven that with the cancellation of the season and being one of the front runners to, hey, get this thing back and rolling. Right now, I put you on the spot for one of our early Coors Light Silver Bullet picks. Is he going to win the Heisman now that he's back? He's, he's definitely my favorite. <laughs> Does he what have enough you? games? If, if, if he has eight games, is that enough to, to battle a, with a guy like Trevor Lawrence? That's a good point. I think the quality of the games that he has and the numbers, you know, um, it, it just depends on the rankings of how he do versus that team up north, how he do versus the Penn State, these top-ranked teams, versus how Trevor Lawrence is going to do versus, even though he's going to play three or four more games. Well, I'm so glad that you, you brought it up and phrased it that way, AJ, because it's so fun to finally be talking about football arguments again and not, you know, uh, myocarditis and positive <laughs> tests and contact tracing. Like, that's not ever what I got in to cover college football for, and I know that that's a big part of life for everybody in here right now. But the games are finally here. We get to talk about uh, if Ohio State plays nine games and Clemson plays 11, how do you differentiate for the college football playoff? Like, I'm glad that we're finally at this point where they got to the point where they put every, all the safety protocols in place. They believe that they can do it with minimum amount of cancellations and postponements starting on October 24th. And now we get to talk about these things. It's going to be complicated, right? 8 or 9 versus 11, 11 10, 11, whatever the SEC gets up playing, that's, that's not going to be easy for anybody to weigh. Oh, it's going to, be, it's going to be weird. It's going to be very complicated, and I think no one's ever fully on board with the, the voters and how they, where they put people in the polls. But at least we're talking about football. At least it's a thing. At least we're not arguing about, hey, are we going to play? When are we going to play? No, they're going to they're gonna make it go. But it, So October 24th is when the first game is going to happen, right? Right, yep. What's the date today? What do we got? The 17th? 17th. Do we September need that 17? much time? No. Do we need that much time? Wait, couldn't they, couldn't they try to bump it up a week so we have a little bit of leeway in case a, a, a team gets shut down for I a week? Wrote, I, I, get, I put out a schedule, AJ. I put out a schedule for them. I did see the schedule. The solutions. I put out the solution, man. I'm in the solutions business, solutions for institutions. I put out a schedule at the shop. Listen, it's the 17th. They already press play. Boom. Coaches already have a plan. Coaches, what they do is... You have a, a yearly schedule, and as you adapt and go through, and just like 2020, it's always about the ability to be flexible and adapt. So you have this week, you have next week. They would, I would say, two more weeks. The 17th, because they were so late in this, the 17th would probably be that day, and at least have a bye week. Uh, I would believe it would be on the uh, 12th. That way, in case something did happen, Everybody had the same bye. Everybody could make up that game and then go to a conference championship game. Oh, by the way, if you wanted to have another one, you could. 
but they didn't give themselves any type of room. Now, again, this goes back to leadership, of which I believe they didn't want to play football in the first place because he, Kevin Warren would never have said that this is something that we're not revisiting. They didn't want to play, right? But it was the players. It was the coaches. It was the parents. It was people that are in the media and on social media, former alumni Buckeyes, along with other Nebraskas and whatever, talking about why we should be playing. And that's the reason the Pac-12 isn't, because they didn't do that, right? Exactly. But they without, don't have, without they don't Justin have the, Fields for that. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do without it. Justin Fields or the parents and mainly the Ohio State people fighting for it, there's no way this happens. Yeah, no, like, yeah. who else would have taken the lead? And you need the top dog to take the lead and say, no, we want to play. And that's what we saw happen. And it's cool to see him actually make it happen, make, some, make a change. And, and they, they change the decision. Exactly. Because the, you look at the Pac-12, the USC's, the uh, Oregon's, and the uh, and teams out there, uh, no offense to them, but they don't have a strong alumni base like we do. Mm, yeah. On top of having, like you said, them top dogs that really controlling the market of college football. Like, when we talk about college football and we speaking about the athletes are now able to um, capitalize on their name and likeness, well, where the most players are from? Are from the East Coast. Yeah. It's from this part of the country in, in the SEC. No offense to the Pac-12, they just, you know, they kind of just following a the leader they don't have the they don't have the manpower to jump out in front of something as uh, as serious as this was it would almost take usc specifically sorry about that i got too close to all this linebacker juice <laughs> all this um, juice man it's, it's going everywhere you're gonna need to get out that Coors light in a second to calm it down but you know usc is probably the only one i can think of that would have the impact you know with the the market they're in and the the tradition that they've had like there's really nobody else out there in the Pac-12 that can move the needle. Certainly, it's nowhere close to what Ohio State can do. And I think when we've talked about this, where Barry Alvarez was on the return to play task force, so Wisconsin was part of it. James Franklin was speaking out. Jim Harbaugh was speaking out. He was actually on the same side as the rivals for once. And, and then Nebraska, they, they filed a lawsuit, and Scott Frost went out from day one and said, Nebraska wants to play. Other than that, though, there wasn't anybody that was really pushing hard. And that was unfortunate because there's hundreds of athletes in the Big Ten that wanted to play. So does this happen without uh, Dr. Borchers and, and Ohio State? No, I don't think it happens. Does it happen without Ryan Day putting out statements and, and blasting the Big Ten and Kevin Warren? No, I don't think that it happens. Justin Fields in a petition. Ohio State football parents. Two going to Chicago and going to the Horseshoe the next week. I don't know if that's me. I'm sorry if it is. You but switch that headset. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll <laughs> get a new around. one so that I don't burn out everybody's ears tonight. But the point remains that Ohio State not only had the most powerful brand, but it also had the most powerful plan. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Christina Johnson did a really good job of, you know, I think probably Ohio State could have done a better job of having, a, you know, a um, succession plan after – uh, what's that guy's Drake. name? Yeah, Drake. Yeah, I forgot him. He's already gone. He's some president on the West Coast. Anyways, that being said, she did a really good job. The first thing as a leader is, guess what? Don't uh, Do not lean on, on your own understanding. And she doesn't know anything about football. She doesn't know anything about the footprint or the passion that we have at Ohio State. So what did she do? She went and talked to Gene Smith. She went and talked to Ryan Day. She looked at the protocols that they did. When she first voted, she voted for a, a postponement, one, to gather more information, but to have a season, which is the most important thing. Then what you said to Dr. Borchers, Dr. Borchers, guys, listen, he wanted to create a solution. He was one of the main people that were on that study of myocarditis. And again, it was not on myocarditis as a threat to return to play. It was all about utilizing cardiac MRIs as a better standard of excellence to implement into the protocol so we can play. Like, that's what it was in entirely about. And to have people in the media that would go and take snippets of that to fit their own agenda. Basically, that's like, hey, I got some content. I'm going to cut it, even though it has nothing to do with what it really means. And I'm going to put it in my own agenda, which is to not play football. Oh, by the way, all these people out there are saying, hey, how does this spring Rose Bowl look? It looks like dog crap. Like Nobody <laughs> wants that. We don't want to be playing with the Pac-12. We want to be winning a national championship. Dr. Borchers, when he went in on Saturday, his presentation was so good that the presidents all came back, all 14 of them came back on Sunday, relayed out the plan, and they were all in agreement that this is a safe way that we can play. And again, it's really difficult to get COVID in a COVID-free environment, and that's what they're doing. I'm just happy we're having football back. Okay, the plan did get approved, so I, I promised we weren't really going to talk about it that much, and then I did. So I'm going to stop. Right, good, stop. <laughs> Wyatt stop Davis, Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade are both coming back to Attack the Attack it down, man, let's go. Declared Wyatt for the Davis. draft. Wyatt they're Davis back. on Friday, Sean Wade on Saturday. They, they, they were worried that they weren't going to get a chance to play for the college football playoff. That opportunity exists. Sean Wade flying back uh, this weekend from Florida where he's been training. Uh, Wyatt Davis flew back yesterday as soon as they made that news. So I'm going to put it to you guys this way since we can actually have a debate about it. We know how both 
Those guys are all American players. They're first-round draft picks. Of those two guys, Cardell, I'll start with you. Which is more important? As a quarterback, I've, I've got a feeling that I know which way you're going to go, but who's more important to the title chances for these guys? Um, I'm going to go with Sean just because he uh, is a veteran leader on that defense and he know he's been in that big position before and he's been in the spotlight. He's going to they's going to need that that command and that demand of his, his ability and his leadership and his experience on that defense to win the big games. Yeah. AJ. Well, I'm going to say Wyatt just because I I feel like the skill positions like everywhere you look Ohio State always reloads, reloads like everyone wants to I feel like they have to turn recruits away like who doesn't want to come to Ohio State no matter where you grow up I feel like I'm sure I'm a little biased to being an Ohio <laughs> guy and playing there um, but I, I think your, your whole team is run through your offensive line your defensive line if you could dominate up front you can beat anybody and we know our skill position guys are better than most all of the rest of the country when it comes to, to skill positions and if our offense and defensive line can be a big physical bruising line that can stay together and stay healthy, then I, don't, I think it, they're unstoppable. I think I would have been 0 for 2 because I would have thought that 12 gauge would have wanted the protection of an yes, all American yeah, guard. And I, and I thought that AJ would want a silver bullet. So I'm 0 for 2, Schlegs. I'm not even going to predict you. Yeah, I'm going to say both. There you go. Booth, <laughs> you can't even predict that. And, here, and here's the thing that everybody forgets in this entire canceling of the season it affected guys like me because this I mean honestly potentially could have happened if we didn't have a season you get to where you're playing a spring season or a winter season AJ and Bobby are probably not going to play that they already had enough film they knew where they are why would I play two seasons to one that's completely not safe when you're going to go play at that time a 16 game NFL season with four preseason it would make no sense I needed them right I was fortunate enough to be a middle linebacker that played in between two first-round draft picks. You got a guy in Josh Myers. Guess what? He's up for the Remington. Wyatt Davis makes him look really, really good, right? Just like Sean Wade. We all saw the impact of Sean Wade coming out of the game versus Clemson. It was a, it, he is a difference maker. He's going to make seven banks better by him being on the field. He's going to get more reps over there, yep. but he's also going to be better. Our defense is better. So at the end of the day, having these two key uh, people back, remember, they opted into play. They didn't necessarily opt out because, again, at that time, when they said we're not, there was no season. How can you opt out of a non-season? You can't, right. right? They opted into play, and now they're back, and I'm super excited to watch them play this year. All right, we've got a lot more uh, to cover here on the first Letterman Row weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. This is fantastic. We're going to get you guys. Look at these guys, man. <laughs> some Urban Meyer's food, Urban Meyer's Pint House. I love some, it. This is great There's food. a whole cooler of silver bullets over there. Thank for you, you Aaron Lowther. Coors Light hanging out with us. We're going to take give a quick break so these guys can refresh. We'll be right back. That's a really nice cooler. We might have to drop that off in my shop. <laughs> it takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Columbus Worthington Air. Find them at CWAOhio.com. All right, welcome back to the Lemon Row Weekend Kickoff, segment number two of our first ever show. And Schlegs, you and I, we're still going to keep doing our Monday show at Roosters where you love the mac and cheese bites. But man, Urban's Pint House, this is a Schlegel, A.J. Hawk-sized pile of nachos right here. That's bumpy. Did, did <laughs> that, get that's this, real. Did you get this added to the menu? Like, did you request know, this? I mean, this thing I, is gigantic. I don't even know where you begin on something like this. I'm just like going to eat the meat. <laughs> right I don't even, yeah, I don't know where you yeah. start. Like, you need a fork for that. Like, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So that's really good. You break that's it up crazy. into a huge nacho salad. Ma'am. All right, so we've covered a lot of ground here for what Ohio State's got now coming back with Sean Wade, uh, Wyatt Davis. Those are big moves. We've talked about Justin Fields. So we go into this now. It's like we don't have any games yet for the Big Ten to break down. NFL was in, in business last weekend, so as we go into this uh, with our Bryant uh, Heating and Cooling Systems, whatever it takes, players of the week. I'm going to kick it off right here. You can go NFL. You can go. I gave AJ an idea early on, but he went another direction. Uh, of course. So you can go any way you want. Your player of the week, your toast of the town, Coors Light toast of the town, however you want to phrase it. The most, the player of the last week, I'll most go. important guy for Ohio State. I'll, I'll definitely go. So we mentioned Justin Fields, Ryan Day. There's all kind of current guys. I'm going to throw it back. To a former great Buckeye, who I mentioned earlier, I, I had to go first because I didn't want I wanted to steal Schlegs. Is General Bob Carpenter? Bobby, if anyone doesn't know, if you don't follow Bobby on Twitter, he's amazing. The guy has been on a two-month 
just warpath of going after posting emails, phone numbers of congressmen and senators and, and just telling fans, hey, this is what you need the to do. Go email the presidents <laughs> of the university. This is their email. This is their number. And Bobby has done so much. He's, he's taking, he took documents that they would put out about like reasons why they can't play and Bobby would redline multiple sections of during it and show. repost it on during Twitter the show. during his radio show with Schlegs <laughs> in the morning. Like Bobby, he was fighting for the cause and guess what? He's taking a big victory lap right now. He earned it. Yeah, he earned it. You want me to go? How much do the three of you get together? <laughs> a Still. decent amount. A yeah. decent amount. Okay. Yeah, we have kids around the same age and I have four, Bobby has four, Schlegs has three. Yep. You gotta yeah. pick up the page, Legs. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out the game, man. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the, the cool thing about, and this is the beauty of Columbus, Ohio, is that you have guys that aren't from here that make this place their home. I'm originally from Texas. Obviously, Bobby's from L Town. You know, AJ's from the Dayton, Cincinnati area, Centerville Elks, Go Elks, Elk Pride, some younger banquet. Those are fun stories. Um, but, yeah, but we all come back here. We make our home here. I have my kids here. My kids are a little bit older. But, like, Bobby is the defensive coordinator for the UA football team that he coaches with Ryan Miller. I'm the D coordinator of the younger team. It's amazing. But, yeah, we, we, we get together. We have fun. And that's what it's about, man. It's about life on life, you know, hanging out, having fun, raising your kids. And, yeah. Anyways, I thought, talk I about thought you might need another minute to think because General Carpenter was taken for no. you. <laughs> no, didn't you. I don't know if you thought about this. I, I've thought about it since. Like, if I didn't go to Ohio State, I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I'd be doing. I don't know where I would live. Like, I don't think I would live back in my hometown. And I, I think about that a lot of times now. I don't know who my like. If say we went to Penn State, right. I'm not living in Happy Valley no. after. <laughs> Sounds awful. So, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm thankful for that. I think about it sometimes when you're young and in high school, you don't think about like, hey, this will set you up after right. you know living there. And there's so many like there's so many guys that we played with that are either before or after us, or guys that are on the team during while we were there that call somewhere around Columbus home. Yeah, and it's awesome. And I uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know where. The, I have no clue what my life would look like if I didn't go to Ohio State. Right, and the cool thing, too, is that I have guys like I, I was able to have the pleasure of coaching Cardell, and Cardell and I are going to get a bow because I'm getting him into bow hunting on the 23rd. <laughs> Attaboys, we're going to go get a Hoyt. Let's go. All right, so then um, my guy. So I'm going to go kind of on a different path, but on the same thing, former player, and I'm going to go with Dr. Borchers. I think Dr. Borchers was vital, and again, seeing things through a prism. What is the problem? The problem was they all said there was not consensus from the medical, medical staff uh, for a safe return to play protocol for all these different things. So what do you do? He's got his, constitu uh, his constituents. They put a study together. Granted, it was a very small study, but they found the gold standard for battling myocarditis. Again, listen, everybody out there, myocarditis has been around for a long time. You get it if you have a tooth infection or some type of virus. It's been there, right? So they understand what it is. But to be able to have the standard and have rapid testing and create a solution and then go in there and be able to deliver that to the presidents, who most have their doctors, that's probably why they're so slow. It was analysis from paralysis or whatever you call that, right? Like that's what they do. Nobody can be a leader and just execute. He was the guy. Yeah. He was the voice of reason as to saying, hey, listen, by doing these protocols, I'm not going to say it's 100%. But it's highly likely that we can get this season done and get it done in a safe manner. So, again, former Buckeye, team doctor at Ohio State, Dr. Borches. Boom, that's my guy. All right, Cardale, you got I'm, two I'm former a, Buckeyes. Where are you going now? I'm going to go with a guy that didn't even play sports. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go uh, just because of how vocal he was on social media. And every time I turned on TV, the news outlets, uh, major news outlets from across the country, he was on there, a guy named Brian uh, Schottenstein. So the last couple of weeks, I've been calling him uh, uh, Brian Scheffner because he always would tweet out and post, oh, inside source this, inside source that, which he really do have connections and sources, you know, from higher places that we can't even imagine. But he was ahead of this way before um, the uh, rulings and meetings and everything. He was releasing stuff on his social medias and giving exclusive interviews way before any of this even broke. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Brian, man. He was really pushing hard for this. Man. Let's, let's, let's Boy, do a player guys, now. Let's do a real player now. Let's go, let's do forcing the creativity here. So we'll just break it into two segments because I want to give Ryan Day uh, a lot of credit Good, for what he should. did. So yeah. we'll talk about players in a second. But what you guys know, because you've been players, how influential coaches are, and, and Urban Meyer is going to be here in a, in a little bit to wrap up our first show, but uh, the, the situation that he's faced, or all the situations he's faced over the last couple of years when he inherited that job, it is such an enormous pressure-packed job. 
and very little has gone his way, the way he would draw it up. You're talking about you know, stepping in on an interim basis for a coaching legend or taking over for him permanently. What happened to the quarterback room with a complete overhaul, addressing that and bringing in Justin Fields and then losing another when Matthew Baldwin transfers. I could keep going down that path for everything he's dealt with at that position. Chase Young suspension. And then the way he, the way he maturely handled what happened in the Fiesta Bowl when his team was absolutely robbed by the officials uh, on a play that I'll never understand what they were looking at or how they overturned the touchdown that changed, I mean, really it changed the course of his career and he never really went out and, and cried about it or blamed the officials. He didn't understand it and he, he tried to get an answer that'll probably never come or satisfy him. But then now, and then you deal with this, okay, we've got another extremely talented team coming in and then you have COVID and you don't get to practice. And then Wyatt Davis leaves and Sean Wade. But the fact that those guys opted back in, and I don't mean to, to steal your, your phrase there, but they did. They were out. They were going to the NFL draft, and now that they're coming back to the Buckeyes, tells you how badly people want to be part of this culture. And Ryan Day didn't build it himself, but he's certainly working to elevate it, and I've been extremely impressed with the job he's done. Yeah, I would say um, the other thing, too, with that, he, he's done a phenomenal job of – taking what a legend does and then making it his own the very first thing that he did was he completely revamped the defense which needed to happen because it was hot garbage it wasn't silver bullet defense <laughs> and so he did that by what he got two guys from that team up north and now he brought back Kerry Combs Jeff Halfley did a phenomenal job but the number one thing that he's done is he doesn't do it Urban's way he does it his way and the guys resonate with that and the best thing that he's that come out of this absolutely helps a Mark Pantone, the best recruiting coordinator in the country. Recruits see how hard our guys fought, but they also see how hard our coaches fought and back their players. And again, people don't understand this. The, the, the biggest marketers for Ohio State are our players that are on national TV every single week repping that brand. And then you have your coaches doing that and having a voice. Recruits and their parents are saying, you know what, I want you to identify with Ohio State and should you be so blessed to get an opportunity to go there on a scholarship, that's where I want you to go. That was a professional segue about the Buckeyes in the NFL, Schlegs. You're getting really good at this. I am, man. Stuff. Something happens. All right. So, I mean, a lot of the rookies for those Buckeyes, they really shine in that first weekend. Obviously, you've got guys who've been in the league a long time uh, for Ohio State. I'll let you guys think about it. For me, because you can pick between Dwayne Haskins or Chase Young, what they did in Washington last week for, for that well-named football team. Uh, <laughs> Washington football, football team. <laughs> Love but that. I, I thought, because the only game that I truly watched closely was the Sunday night game. And so Jordan Fuller showing up, the sixth-round pick, winning a job, getting a huge stop uh, in the red zone to help clinch that win for the Rams. He's also one of the you know most professional favorite guys that I've covered in recent years for the Buckeyes. I felt really good for him. Uh, so if I was going to name one player who stood out, uh, a Coors Light toast to the town, I'd go with Jordan Fuller, a real tribute to him in his first game there in the, in the NFL. If, I, if I'm picking one, it's an obvious pick, but I'm going Chase Young. Yeah. I, I feel like there's hope in Washington, and a lot of it is because of Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young, both of those guys, both Ohio State studs. There's hope now for Washington. They go out and they win their first game. Chase is super disruptive, and he's making his whole team better. Ryan Kerrigan, like a 10-, 11-year vet, was NFC Defensive Player of the Week playing opposite of Chase. So that like those guys will complement each other very, very well. And I, I don't know if Washington will continue to win, but it's going to be fun to watch their defense play. I know that. And Dwayne, it's going to be fun to watch the steps that, that he has taken from year one to year two because he – Every teammate, when they talk about him, they say how he's, he's a different guy. He's doing all the right things, saying all the right things, and he's super confident. And I'm excited. I'm excited because I think we're most people, it's hard to not be a Ron Rivera fan either, especially with what he's going through with their head coach. So I think people, you know, Washington is on people's radar again. I understand it's only after one week, right. but, hey, people care about him. Knee-jerk reactions, we got to make them anyway. That's, That's right, man. Overreact to everything. <laughs> I'm going to be biased and go with a former teammate, man, Joey Bosa. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, the city's still bringing the energy and the effort, and yeah. uh, each and every play, I think he just signed that huge deal. Um, that's one of the main concerns people worry about with a guy that signed a huge deal, no matter what position. Oh, is he going to turn it off? Yeah. And usually you like, see it a lot when a guy signed a big deal like that. You don't really hear much about him, you know, after that. But um, to see him, I mean, it was sad to see that he had to do uh, my boy Joe Barrow like that with the Bengals. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with Joey as my player of the week. All right, so I'm going to go with somebody that absolutely crushed my heart in my fantasy league. My, you know, um, <laughs> dadgum Bradley Roby. Bradley Roby absolutely shut down Tyreek Hill. 
I mean, it just killed me because I got I got Devontae Adams like, oh, baller, let's go, 41 points for me. Boom. Guess what, Tyreek Hill's going to have a great game. Psych. Nope. <laughs> got shut down. Awesome. You know, so I'm going to go with Bradley Roby again. He signed a contract. But here's the other thing. Are you just going to pick a Buckeye every week who shut down your fantasy team? Yeah. yeah no, I'm just, I, well, I mean, I could have picked. I mean, you could have picked J.K. Dobbins having, having two touchdowns, and he's going to get more reps because he actually did get more reps yep. than Mark Ingram. Uh, who else do you have out there that was new? Jonah Jackson, third-round pick, playing great up in uh, Detroit. There's a lot of guys that are adding a lot of value to their teams. But, again, Ohio State is becoming a factory for making guys NFL ready. Yep. And that's why for, for Sean to be able to come back there's a huge gap between being a top 10 pick and a bottom round, first round pick, high second round pick. He needed that film to be a standalone outside corner because that's what we've been putting out there. You got um, uh, Jeff Okuda, you got uh, Damon Arnett, you got Marshawn Lattimore, Garrett Conley. He's out because he got injured. Bradley Rope, you got all these guys that Denzel have been there. Ward. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Yeah, we're going to see him tonight. Uh, you have all these guys that have done that. Guess what? Recruits are looking at that as well because they're getting the best coaching in the country and they're able to go do that. And Roby did it last week and absolutely, I lost by .04. How do you lose by .04 and four in fantasy? It was my first fantasy game since 1997 when I was at Conquistadors and I won that league and they didn't even have computers back then. I don't know, but he did it to me. So they didn't do, go to the decimal place when you were just like writing it out on hand? No, it probably would have been a tie. Right. I don't know. I'll go to the defense. Cardale, did you miss, uh, miss everything? thing about that goes into being an NFL quarterback over the weekend? Um, no, not really, man. I mean, it's tough to, it's tough to watch some of the performances. But it's early in the season, so I'm excited to see a lot of these guys progress throughout the year. You think you're still going to get a call or what? I know you can, we'll see. You can we'll go see. get the pill warm. So. <laughs> we'll see. All right. We got uh, another segment coming up here. Uh, this one, Slake, you brought it up. We're going to talk about some Coors Light Silver Bullet picks here. This one I call the instant accountability because by the time it's posted tomorrow on Letterman Row and on our YouTube channel, we're going to know if we were right or wrong. So sure. everybody here here, uh, probably hanging tight to see the Browns and Bengals in the Battle of Ohio. Uh, to kick it off, who you got tonight? We'll start with you, AJ. Oh, okay, so I actually played for one season with the Bengals. I know Schlegs was on Cincinnati. Who but did? tonight, and I grew up a Bengals fan, but I, I think tonight I think the Browns are going to have to find a way to get the thing going in the right direction. I, I think um, Geno Atkins, I know, was hurt for Cincinnati. The D lineman who I played with, a guy, one of the most disruptive guys alive when he is healthy. He's not playing tonight. Mike Daniels, another D lineman, is not. So I think it'll give Baker uh, some opportunities because they're going to hopefully be able to run the ball a little bit on Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow is going to play well, but I just think Cleveland does enough uh, to get the win because Cleveland's in a real pivotal spot right now. I understand it's only week two. You don't want to overreact. But if they lose tonight and they look like they did week one, you're gonna have a lot of people saying, "Oh, here we go, here we same go old brownies." Yep. Like here we are, here we are. But if you can win and look good doing it, I think you can relieve a lot of anxiety for a lot of Cleveland fans. I got the Bengals, man. It's hard to okay. go against going, like, like going with yeah, Joe, I, going with I, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I knew I'm it. Not, I'm not betting against my guy. You know how I feel about him. Yep. Spending that one year with him in school and uh, just to see the progression he's been through from uh, my one year with him to now, it's hard to it's hard to go against a guy like that. Remind people of what he looked like then, Cardell, because we always knew he was a relentless competitor. But I remember you know covering him and there was all this fanfare and it's like, man, is that all he can do with his arm? Because like, it it wasn't. Like, if I'm watching you two play, who am I going to pick physically? Probably. I'm more wowed by you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. but, the freaking nature. Yeah, but Joe, I mean, he, he's not going to do anything that maybe sometimes not going to wow you, but he's not going to force um, – he, he's not going to force he's, – he's going to play within himself. He knows that he don't have to do too much out of his power, and his best is good enough on any level any given day. So I got Joe Barrett and Cincinnati Bengals tonight. Man, everything uh, in my body wants to go – with the Cleveland Browns, and so I'm going to go against them. Uh, here's why: you got Odell Beckham, truly a number two wide receiver, because uh, Landry is obviously that guy. Uh -oh. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, who's Landry's hurt though, isn't he? Yeah. Is he out tonight? Uh, he, so he has to be. He's won by default, or somebody else jumped in. <laughs> or somebody jumped up. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he's going with number two for a different. No reason. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, you know, and here's why I like. Here's why I like the Browns. I like. Tonight, you got the Chubb-Hunt combo. I mean, again, if what are you going to do versus the D-line up front for the Cincinnati Bengals? They need to run the football, right? They need to be able to do play action. We all know that right now Baker Mayfield has a hard time staying in the pocket. He's patting the football. I don't know what he's seeing. He's seeing ghosts, but he likes to roll out to his right and throw. That's what they got. Him. That's what they need him to do. But in order for him to do that, they need to be able to run the football. Defensively, their D-line versus the Bengals' offensive line. Uh, Bengals' offensive line right now is hot garbage. 
You know, it's just the reality of the situation. However, I do know that both of them picked up kickers this week because they stink. So they're definitely, somebody's missing an extra point, probably both of them. Uh, that being said, I'm going with Joe Burrows only because I want all the Cleveland fans to be so upset because right now the Reds are getting hot. The Cleveland Indians are, have lost seven straight. So if you just do it by just a fan of the city, I, know, I, I want the Indians to win. I want them to be Drawing better. some passionate reactions. I know. I want, them, I want them to win. But guess what? When the Browns lose tonight, they'll just give us more to talk about because they should be winning because they should be significantly better than they are. But I got the Bengals 23-20. I, I just don't think... Like, I don't it, think that's really going to happen. I think the Browns are going to happen, but I'm going with the Bengals anyways. I, Why? I, just, I can't believe that Baker Mayfield I don't know, because I can. I don't know. Because <laughs> I like being wrong. There's no way that Baker Mayfield is... Like, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing at times from him last week. There's no way he's that bad. I don't believe it. I think he's got the upside. But if you're going to ask me which one I would take tonight, I would take Joe Burrow. And I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out tomorrow morning. So some of these will have to wait. And I looked and I said, well, gosh, there's not a full slate of games yet. The Big Ten's not playing yet. The Pac-12 is obviously not playing yet. The SEC doesn't play for another week. I'm like, what games are we actually going to pick tonight? These are big-time games right here that you yeah, put on the I, sheet. These are absolutely I mean, monsters. just monster games. So <laughs> Big Fox noon kickoff I, right here. I think I told AJ, I said, <laughs> I think we know who we're all going to pick, so maybe we'll just talk about uh, why I put this game on the sheet. Yeah. So we saw Duke uh, a week ago. Ooh. Boston College Duke. Not a game that we're normally going to ever talk about on the Letterman Row weekend kickoff, but uh, you got Jeff Halfley making his debut, and I was – he was only in Columbus for one year. Right. But, man, that guy made a huge difference for the Buckeyes. Yeah, they lost their running back. He's gone. Uh, Hard to recruit at Boston College. High academic standards up there. You're in the northeast. There's no recruits up there. Good luck. All right, and you got this pesky Duke team. That's I don't. Why did I call them pesky? Because somebody said they were. Nobody's watching them. We're in Ohio State country. I, I mean, you know, low this is GSF. the kind of breakdown you can't just get. Low anywhere, G, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Low GSF. What I'm about their head coach game. though, David Cutcliffe for Duke? He's like an offensive guru. Yeah, he's got a great quarterback, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, (laughs) right? And, and, hey, it's going to be a hard-fought battle, right? you got Jeff Halfley, a defensive coordinator. you got this other guy. I don't forget his name. You know him. That's why they pay you the big bucks over there on the the YouTube machine, AJ. uh, I'll probably go with Duke. Oh, only boy. Be, only because. Jeff Halfley losing the opener. Duke's yeah. got that kid that can rush the passer, too, that, that edge rusher. They, I mean, they hung with Notre Dame for a while. Yeah. I, yeah guess what? How I good is Notre Dame, game. though? Yeah. Awful. Not a top 10 team. But they're, they're there by default. Exactly. That's yeah. what happens. I mean, this is what we get to talk about right now. I cannot wait. Until well, there's real games Until to talk there's about? real games. <laughs> hey, you're not going to get it from the ACC. Right. They're hot garbage, too. Yeah. So we need SEC and Big Ten coming back ASAP. Cardell, you got any any uh, feelings on Jeff Halfley? Got, yeah, if you I don't, got, got it's a, fine. No, seriously, I got a low-scoring game. I got Boston College pulling it out. Okay. That's yeah, okay. low-scoring. Low-scoring. Low low I got a baseball he's, score. He's taking the, <laughs> Cardell's taking the under. We got that yeah. one, so pay attention yeah. for the betters out there. So you brought this up, too. You asked AJ, is Notre Dame legit? I don't know. They're not usually. We will see what they play USF. Yeah, Southern South Florida. Florida. The Bulls. They play USF, and you would hope Notre Dame – would mop them up, right? Yeah. Don't you think? If they don't, then you do have to worry about Notre Dame because they, they let a Duke team hang with them for a while. And I'm not saying Duke's that bad. I actually called a Duke game last year. They have some studs. They have some talent on their team. Uh, I mean, the depth obviously is not there. They do what they, what they can. Uh, but I think Notre Dame needs to jump on them early if they want people to take them serious as a, as a contender even to, to make the college football playoffs. Yeah, I totally agree with you because what we saw last week, not being able to finish a team that you should finish again, this is your really quote-unquote first year in the ACC. I'm happy that you finally got into a conference. Again, it took COVID for you to be able to do that. But that being said, you should be able to go out there and handle your business. Our expectation of Ohio State playing at USF would be 50-something to 7 Right, like that's the expectation. For for some reason, Notre Dame always gets a pass because they play non-conference opponents all the time. Now you're playing another non-conference opponent that is, what are they in the AAC? I mean, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Well, they better be winning if yeah. they want to get back we'll to the college football playoff. We'll see. We'll Which see is the sad. We'll Hopefully, see the year. yeah, we'll see it. Yeah. All right, and the last one, uh, another guy that you guys know pretty well. Uh, Luke Fickle's done some remarkable, fix. remarkable work down Cincinnati. It's just Austin P. so I'll just ask it this way, not if they're going to win this week, but can this team run the table? Can they get into a New Year's Six game? Is this the year for the Bearcats? I, I think there's a really good shot of that. I mean, they, sure, they should. I, we know Luke Fickle very well. He was our linebacker coach 
at Ohio State than you coached with him there on the staff and Marcus Freeman. Wait, our kids are the same age. Yeah, I'm Mar just kidding. <laughs> Marcus Freeman, the D coordinator, is actually younger than, than me. He's, I, I played with Marcus. And they're returning how many starters? They're, they're returning a ton of their team from last year. Their quarterback is a dual threat yeah. guy. Yeah, they should absolutely roll tonight. But yeah, tonight's not the question. The question is, can they run the table and, and show that last year wasn't really a fluke? And I think absolutely they can. They have the right guys back. They have the veterans. And I would trust Luke Fickle with my children, my four kids. I, I say all the time, he's probably the toughest person I've ever met in my life and at the same time the scariest. Yeah. And, the, and the, one of the best guys on the planet, too. So he's a weird, weird yin and yang of Luke Fickle, and I just respect the hell out of him. Yeah, um, we, I, we respected him so much in college, we used to go onto his whiteboard and draw inappropriate male genitalia all over it and pull the screen down. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Uh, when, he would, when he would open that up, remember that? Oh, uh, it's fantastic. Anyways, that being said, Marcus Freeman is probably the hottest defensive coordinator in the country right now. There's been a ton of Power 5 conferences that I want it. I mean, I can tell you, Alabama, go be, go be our D.C. No, he's sticking with Luke Fickle because at the end of the day, I truly believe that Cincinnati will be in a Power 5 conference at some time. But the beauty for them is Memphis is down. Who's really there? The um, They got a new quarterback there at UCF. Like, those are really the only two teams. You got Houston. Their quarterback left and transferred out last year. So who's really there to compete? Luke has been there, done 11-2. and two. Most success they've ever had, right, since you had the D'Antonio and the Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly. Era, era there. He's doing a phenomenal job. Why? Because he knows how to recruit Midwest kids and, and develop players. And he has a great strength coach who is also, oh, by the way, an assistant strength coach at Ohio State. So he has all the pieces of the puzzle. He has continuity within his staff. He has a ton of dudes returning. He has great coaching. They develop their guys. I definitely see not 11-2, but potentially an undefeated season from him this year. Can he get a New Year's six absolutely what does that really mean well now that the big ten's back probably not getting in the college football playoff if that wasn't the case he probably could be yeah. but i think he's going to have a great year they just signed him to an extension rightly so they just up marcus freeman's contract absolutely you should do that everything's rolling down there and uh for the fight and fix Oh, I totally agree. If Ohio State wasn't playing ball this year, I would have been a diehard Cincinnati Bearcat fan. <laughs> Not just because of Luke, but uh, another player that you coach, Christian Bryant, Kobe yeah, yeah. Bryant, his little Kobe. brother, yeah. you know, has been a starting there for the last two years. So they got a lot of pieces returning on both sides of the ball. Why not play the New Year Six? New right. Year Six. So Why not? A lot of support there for the Bearcats. I know that uh, our next guest, the uh, the guy who runs this place, his name's on the door. As we wrap up the show, he's got a little uh, a f affection in his heart for the Bearcats as well. We're yeah. going to talk to Urban Meyer as we wrap up uh, our first Letterman Row weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. I want to give a huge, huge thank you to Anthony Schlegel, Cardell Jones, and AJ Hawk for joining us for the first one. And hope you guys are enjoying it. We've got a little bit more to come, but we're going to take a break. And, and thanks a lot to these guys. Oh, all right, we're taking a quick break here from the Letterman Row weekend kickoff. We've got Matt Dobbenmeyer from Columbus, Worthington Air. Yeah, Austin. Been, been in business for a little while, I think, here, We've Matt. been in business since 1936. Been oh, taking God. care of Columbus since 1936. That's great, man. It's... it's so fun for us to have you know partnerships with local businesses that have been around Columbus for so long. I know you guys have been hoping and waiting for some Big Ten football to come back. It's that time of year where maybe business picks up for you as well. Absolutely. You know with Big Ten football coming back and stuff, I mean, what better time to make sure you get your heating equipment uh, checked out, make sure your guests are comfortable. All right. What all, so what all services can we get from Columbus Worthington Air? Uh, right now, you know, we're running a special right now for heat checks for $69. Call in and tell them it's for Buckeye Nation, and we'll do it for 59 right There you now. go. That's a deal. 50, yeah. That sounds familiar. 59 and nothing a few years back. There That's you a go. Good partnership there right there. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, tell me what you're looking forward to most now that we know that Big Ten football is coming back. The Buckeyes looking for a national title. What are you looking forward to this year? Well, it's pretty depressing knowing that we probably weren't going to be playing, but I now know. that we're going to be playing, getting the Big Ten out there and stuff, it's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, entertaining going into some of these homes with some of these big parties going on. <laughs> we can't be in the stadium, but uh, people are definitely going to be having some big parties. A lot more watch parties this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Got to make sure that the temperature gauge is right. We got to make sure the uh, guests are comfortable. You don't want people leaving early and in uh, disappointment and everything like that. All right, perfect. Matt, uh, thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight and All talking right. about some Buckeyes. Appreciate that. He's, he's helping out there with Columbus Worthington Air. Be sure you check them out. Get that Buckeye deal. Tell them that Letterman Row sent you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Austin. Yep. All right. Welcome back to the Letterman Row weekend kickoff at Urban Meyer's Pint House. Uh, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Uh, this guy uh, needs no introduction. If you're here, you probably already know who he is and what his record was against that team up north. Uh, 
Urban, uh, this place is awesome. Uh, thanks for having us out here. And, and the best part about it is that uh, we get to talk about Big Ten football again. I want to know where Cardell Jones is. <laughs> Did he leave? I don't. He couldn't have snuck out on you. All right. What do you think? Do you think we're going to get here where we're going to be talking about a Buckeye season? You know, I did. I uh, when uh, when they decided to cancel the Big Ten, and I saw Justin Fields, the Ohio State parents, and the Ohio State players. It might be, and I know this. I don't know all history, but the history that I do know, it was the most respectful protest. It was saying we're not. Because you have two choices when they said do that. Go home, grab your bag, go home. And if you think it's wrong, Ryan Day, Gene Smith, our president, who I love to death, Dr. Christina Johnson, said we're going to go fight. And you know why we're fighting? Because our players and our families want to fight. And uh, it might have been one of the greatest representations of fighting for something you believe in. And I, 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 our hats are off to the parents and players of Ohio State. I, I know that that's got, I mean, you're not that far removed from it. This is the culture that you elevated and helped build. The fact that it's still that strong, that they face this level of adversity, that Ryan Day could handle it that way, that, you know, uh, name the players, the veteran captains of Jonathan Cooper uh, that's been through so How many you, battles. Let like, me ask you a question. How do you not fight for John Cooper? Right. When I hear people criticize coaches that fight for players, you know, the first thing I think is, first of all, you never coached. Second of all, you really probably don't have any idea what you're talking about. But if your players want to play, it would have been a whole different story if the players said, you know what, we're not comfortable, which they have every right to do that. Yeah. And same with the players. But Ryan Day agrees with me, and we, you really don't work for Ohio State. You really don't work for the president. You don't work for Gene Smith. You really work for the players and their families because there's no other profession like this that you go in when they're 17 years old, you hug the family and say, you know what, I'm going to take care of your kid. That means I'm going to fight as hard as I can. They did that. So the Buckeyes got a, a bunch of good news in addition to the fact that they could play. You know, Wyatt Davis had opted out. Sean Wade was going to go pro. I think he had a birthday last night and he got a call from somebody that's sitting at this table. So you're still recruiting for the Buckeyes, or how does that work out? Yeah, Sean Wade's a dear family friend. He will be forever. Uh, Randy and Gwen, his mom and dad, are just awesome people. They made a decision. They're not far from Florida. Obviously, Florida State's not too far away. They made a decision to come to Ohio State. And he's been a great representative of our university, a great student. He's always been a good person. And on top of that, he's not a good player. He's a great player. Yeah. And I did talk to him on his, I think, his 21st or 22nd birthday last night. <laughs> and I took a little shot at him. He said, Coach, I don't know yet. And I said, hey, listen. But uh, great family, and that's, that's great news. Yeah, you've, you've never been one to take no for an answer from these top flight guys. You land him once, Kerry Combs goes and gets him again. To, to put from a football, football perspective then, to put an All-American guard back in the, in the mixture in front of Justin Fields, to put an All-American cornerback back out there, for people who don't understand maybe what the drop-off would be like, yes, Ohio State's recruited at a very high level, but these are experienced potential first-round draft picks. How, how much difference that could make for the Buckeyes? The term first-rounder is a difference-maker. That's when you see people that uh, those are difference-maker players. And first-rounder, that was our goal, you know, to go out and recruit. Why do you go recruit? How do you evaluate recruiting? Championships won in the NFL draft. And if he's a first-round player and you get a chance to coach a first-round player, which we've had a bunch, I mean, Kerry Combs, I mean, he's had six in a row, I, I believe, right. six in a row. And this will be, if Sean stays healthy, his seventh yeah. first-rounder. And then seven banks and Cameron Brown coming behind him. I mean, those yeah. guys don't have to now be the primary guy. That's a, a big deal. Um, Urban, when you look at this season then as a whole, the fact that they get to play it, it's going to be unique. There's going to be challenges to play eight, nine games in a row. If you were trying to build a season game plan, talking to Ryan Day about it, what kind of advice would you have to make it through the way this is going to be structured this year? The key is going to be the self-discipline of the athletes when they leave the facility. You know, when they leave, uh, the protocol, which is hard to disagree with, but the protocols are real stringent. If someone makes a bad decision or you leave the bubble, so-called bubble, uh, there's a chance that Ohio State would have to miss a game or two. You know, yeah. not just one or two players, but a, a lot, yeah. a boatload. A position unit. Yeah, and that's when you lose a game. And you're in – now, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the college football playoff where you have the SEC playing 10 games, the Big Ten eight. 
ACC, uh, I believe 10, and the Big 12, 9. Uh, SEC has the hardest road, 10 conference games. Yeah. Big 12 has nine with three bye weeks. That's not that hard. Right. And you got the Big 10 uh, straight through. That's it. That's tough, though. Eight straight games. And we haven't seen the schedule yet. I, I know I'm anxious to see, like all of us, what, when that comes out. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get out of here. Our first uh, Letterman Row weekend kickoff at Urban Myers Pint House. Uh, we took this question, uh, the Buyer's Auto question for Coach, the first one uh, of this season, hopefully first of many. And we got this question on Twitter. And, and Coach, it was, who was the best high school player that you ever saw? Ooh. The best high school player I've ever saw was, uh, I'd have to say Nick Bosa. Okay. Nick Bosa coming out of high school, first of all, he went to arguably one of the top five high schools in America, maybe the top one. You know, we have uh, people, uh, the other college coaches say, I had my own room there. And I would just go stay and, and watch these players come out of St. Thomas Aquinas. And you had Joey Bosa, you had uh, Damon Arnett, uh, you had, uh, I had some players of Florida come out of there. But Nick Bosa, when I watched him his sophomore year, and I just stared. I, I stood right. They let you go stand right next to him. And I remember uh, Mark Pantoni, who was the best in the business, I remember looking at that guy saying, I don't know if I've seen one like this. <laughs> so Nick Bosa is probably the best. I remember you asking for a third Bosa to eventually <laughs> yeah. come together to come That's help. That's a great story. You took two. I think those worked out pretty if well. If there was a third, we'd take them. <laughs> there isn't, but uh, the Buckeyes got some other defensive linemen waiting to step in there for the Boses and Chase Young. We'll see if Jonathan Cooper, or Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, some good options there for the Buckeyes. Urban Meyer, uh, thanks so much for having us out here for the first of these. Really looking forward to uh, every Thursday night uh, hanging out at your place, 7-0. Uh, it's, it's everywhere. This is an awesome place to be. We're going to have Browns and Bengals on later tonight, but NFL games, college football picking back up. You got to love this place, man. Yeah, and I, I just want to let you know. I think I made a decision to do this because of you. Number one, Austin Ward is the best in the business, but also I want a place for our former players, Schlegel and AJ Hawk and and uh, Cardell Jones. We're going to get Braxton here. We're going to get Zach Bourne. We're getting all these former players. This is where you go on Thursday night to get ready for a great weekend of Buckeye and you know Bengals, Browns, and yeah, Ohio football. Hey. Thank God that in uh, about four weeks we're going to have some Ohio State football to break down. So it'll be a lot more fun. We're going to tell your friends to come hang out with us. You'll see Urban Meyer uh, as often as possible. He's still a busy guy. He's going to be with Big Noon Kickoff all year talking about football. That's in his blood. He's never going to get rid of that. Appreciate A.J. Hawk, Cardale Jones, Anthony Schlegel, and Urban Meyer, of course, for having us out here. Really excited for what we can do this year uh, with the Letterman Row Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Thanks to everybody for joining us at 7-0. We'll see you back here next Thursday night. Thanks, Austin.